Take me out to the ball game. Swing, bada bada swing, bada bada swing. Swing, bada bada swing, bada bada swing, bada bada swing. Yeah. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Surge Cast. I'm your host. My name is Scotty German, and alongside me, as usual, I have none other than the voice of the Wichita Wind Surge, Mr. Tim Grubb. Hey, good to be back. It's been uh, been about a month, right? Yeah, it's been about a month. It's uh, it's been kind of tough. You guys have been on the road quite a it's bit. It's been a lot. Um, it's been tough. It's been it's tough personally with your family and stuff. When oh, you for sure. when you have two two week road trips in a span of like six weeks. Yeah. It's uh, you know, but the second half of the season uh, we play a lot of home games. We played the fewest amount of home games in the league in the first half. So which means we play the most amount of home games in the second half, which I think is. It's, it's good, good and bad. It's good and bad. I mean, <laughs> me personally being home, I I would rather do home games than road games. Right. So um, it's good to be back, you know, and it's tough for the staff to, to and it's tough for season ticket holders Yeah. Um, to have too many home games in a stretch. Right, right now we're in a stretch where we're playing, uh, it is 12 home games in 14 days. Which is a lot. Which is a lot. And then it's a stretch of 28 of the next, we're in a stretch, I can't say 28 of our next 40, 28 of 40 at home. That's that's a lot. But there is the all-star break in there. Yeah. There is a, a three-game series in there. So it does break up a little bit. It, so um, that's why I had to make sure I worded it right. 28 of 40 at home. But that's not 28 in 40 days or right. anything like that. Yeah. But um, it is a lot. Yeah. Uh, but I think that the players enjoy it. Yeah. Um, you know, they've. They would rather be in their apartment situation than being in a hotel. Oh, and, sure, sure, And it sure. being in the comforts of their clubhouse. Which is kind of funny, because I remember whenever I was playing, like, back in the day, uh, you wanted to go out of town and be in a hotel and cause all kinds of ruckus. Yeah, no, saying? and I think it's, I think, you know, at that level, yeah, but I think at this level, you know, you don't have, especially, you know, the clubhouses at Riverfront, it's the best in the league. Right. Um, and it's, you know, you got everything at your disposal. And when you go on the road, some places, Tulsa's nice. Um, yeah. There's some other places. And they're all okay. Yeah. But when they're not as good, and you, when you're spoil, you, you spoil them a little bit when you're, when you have, when you have the best in the league. Yeah. So I, I think that's, and that, plus you're at home. Um, you get to pick the cage. You know, Ramon schedules this cage. Everything's on your schedule. When you're on the road, the other team, they have to make the batting cages available for you. Right. They have to do certain things, but it's on their schedule. It's on their time. So, um, you yeah, know, I think different things. Yeah. You know, different the the quirks of minor league baseball. Like I said, we have the indoor batting cages here. So now that the temperatures have gotten up to the upper nineties and the hundreds, we didn't have to take BP on the field those days, and they could still work out in the cages. Right. Get all your work in in seventy five degree weather, and not. You know, you don't realize when those guys have to take batting practice outside at three o'clock, four o'clock in the afternoon, and you know how sweaty they get. Oh yeah, that you know your resources, your energy might be spent in BP. It's like it's oh, like yeah. how um, you know we we both golf. Uh, you don't want to give your best shots on the driving range. No, <laughs> no, uh, but no, a lot of people don't even know like that um, where the batting cages are and how big they are. They're, they're massive. They're huge. There's two of them down, and it's it's basically the old entrance of Lawrence Dumont. That's right. where that's where the home plate is for one. So of yeah, when them, you yeah. get to the corner of um, you know Sycamore and Maple, yeah. and everybody sees the cool lights, yeah, 
you know, and they change colors. Right. You know, sometimes they're red, sometimes they're green. You know what I mean? They're uh, the LED lights. That's the cages. Yes. Um, and they're they're huge. They're, they're, huge. they're very, very large. Two cages down there and, and very, very impressive. I mean, when you walk down and in there, you're like, holy smokes, I didn't even know this thing was here. Yeah. And, and there's there's neat. a pitcher's mat. There's pitcher mounds yep. in there. So I, we always talk about the cages for the batting purposes because that's usually who's in there. Right. But if it is under, you know, pitchers can get in there and do some work oh, as well. Oh, for sure. For, for sure. the most part, they don't unless there's, you know, rain and stuff like that. So even in the 100-degree weather, the pitchers would still go out and play catch in the outfield because yeah. they know they can just go out there for 10 minutes or whatever. And oh, yeah. Play catch, loose it up, 15 minutes, you know, do whatever they need to do. Get what you need to be done and get back in. Yeah. Well, I mean, in this season, I mean, last season we talked about how, you know, we kind of didn't like this uh, second half idea initially because we were the front runners last year. Right. And in this particular situation, we're coming to the end of the very first half, and we like it a little we bit. We like it. When you finish 14 and a half games out of first place, yeah. y- you want to wake up the next day and be back in first place at zero and zero. Right. <laughs> so as a person who's only dealt with halves, um, you know, this last year was the first time for me in like 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm a big fan of it now. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm no, sure. I definitely have flipped my uh, – and I, I think it's good for the fans. It can be confusing. I've had a lot of people ask me, like, yeah, wait yeah. a second. We're back in fr- – we were in last place a week ago, and now we're in first place. Right. You know, and it's like – it's confusing because you have the two sets of records. Yes. Um, you have the second half record, and then you have the overall record. Right. Um, so and the rules are different this year for the postseason. Oh, okay. So if Arkansas, who's the first half winner, wins the second half, the team with the best record, the second best record in the second half would go. Oh. Last year it would have been overall. That is kind of different. So they kind of I don't I don't really I mean in this situation I'm gonna really like it because this favors the win surge incredibly. Right. If Arkansas ends up winning both halves then whoever has the best record in the second half will play them in the right. postseason. Where last year it was the overall record. So we, with us finishing 14 and a half games out of first and right. behind everybody in the division, we would have had to overcome all of them. Where now right. with this little interesting record, I guess it's the reasoning is to have the best uh, team at the current, the, the, at least the second best team at the current time. Right. So if you get a team like last year, remember we played Tulsa in the playoffs. The Tulsa team that we played in the playoffs was not that good. Right. And we smoked them, right. swept them right out of there because they had a great first half team right. and a good team at the start of the second half. But then because of call-ups, injuries, etc., right. they were a fraction of themselves by the time they got to the playoffs. So right. I think that's the I – I understand the theory. Yeah. But it also, you know, it didn't mean that you had to play to the finish in the first half. Right. You know, that game on the final – that final weekend when we got swept by Arkansas – Last year, those games would have mattered, even though we were already eliminated. Right. Where now, this year, really didn't technically matter in the overall grand scheme of things. Right. And we'll see how it goes. I mean, yeah. like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm just sitting here watching baseball. That's and, right. You know, and hopefully we can make, you know, a, a run to the postseason for the third straight year. Absolutely. And, and, and I see it. I, I completely understand it. Whenever you've got a team that's hot, you know, that's, that's on fire, it's better to see them in the, in the postseason anyway. Right. Because they have a chance to, to make a run. And yep. last, last season, if I remember correctly, we were uh, number one team at the beginning of the, of, of the first half, right? Right. And so, well, we, so no, we were, we, were, we were number one for most of the first half and then let it that's slip right. away. That's right. Uh, but we had the best record in the league that's, for the entire season last right. year. We I've done that back to back years. Right. Um, 
but we haven't necessarily been the hottest team at the end. We did win the second half last year. Right. Second half teams traditionally, I looked at it last year, minor league baseball. So all of single A and all of double A does the halves. Mm -hmm. And almost every team that won their first round of the playoffs, I think it was like 75% of the teams that won the first half, mm -hmm. won the first round, were the second half champions. Ah, uh, okay. Because it's sense. the team that has the hotter hand. That's right. And it's, it makes sense. It's yeah, not it like does. It's, you're going against the grain. But yeah, yeah. just because of call-ups. It's different than the big leagues. The big league rosters are, other than trades and injuries and stuff, are essentially the same on opening day as they are at the end of the Pretty season. Pretty close, yeah. Where in the minor leagues, um, by the time we get to the end of the season, you know, we may have five guys left from the opening day roster right. or something like that. Probably a little more than that, but it will be less than 50%. Right. And all the teams in the league will be that way. Yeah. It's just the way it is. They're just trying to mature and develop guys. Yeah, and the other thing is is that you, you brought it up that we're coming up on All-Star Week. Uh, and with All-Star Week, the trade deadline is not much uh, yeah. different than that. It's pretty no, close it's a couple to weeks, yeah. Exactly. So you're going to see a lot of those player movement happen pretty much right around this time. Mm -hmm. So we may see new faces just because of a trade going through, and that may either improve us or whatever the case right. may be, and so that changes that postseason for the second half as sure, well. The Royals already made a trade. Yeah. Araldis Chapman got dealt uh, you know, the other day to yep. Texas. So there's already been... That was the first of what I would think is going to be a busy trade deadline. The Windsurge are affiliated with Minnesota, who at the moment is in first place. Right. So that means they're going to go get some people. There are yes. 500 teams, so they're not they haven't played great. They right. just are fortunate in what division they're in. Exactly. So they're in a division that's extremely competitive, and so there's not a whole lot separating them from the rest of the field. Right. So with them wanting to make a push for the postseason and make a run, they're going to trade some we're talent away, moving some players. That's just yeah. what's going to happen. So you're going to look at. I mean, I would expect them to be targeting you know a stronger pitching staff yep. because I'm, I'm realistically that's what win ball games is having a good staff. And so when the All Star break comes up. You know, we'll talk about it too. I mean, I don't know if we're going to have any guys in the uh, in the All Star game that we have. So we don't have an All Star game. Oh, we don't. No, there. So when uh, post COVID, they they eliminated All Star games and they haven't brought it back. Oh. Um, there's been talk of it. Um, players don't really like. They, everybody wants to be named to the All Star team, but sure. they don't want to necessarily take a couple days off and fly somewhere. That makes sense. It's fun when it happens. Yeah, it's great for the host city. Uh -huh. to host that there's a lot of events but it's a lot of work and uh, you know the the way injuries are and stuff like that i think the guys would rather take a break and you know honestly i mean everybody wants to be named yeah so we do do a postseason all-star team right there is a futures game that's what i'm saying which is at so major league baseball has a futures game david festa one of our pitchers is going okay that's what that's i was talking at about. the that's in seattle at okay. the major league stadium i gotcha but it's just that's can be in single a player double a player triple a but it's right. all levels and every organization sends a minimum of one guy some organizations send two but it's so you're only fielding what is it 50 guys right and there's 30 teams so there's not many people in it where if we had a texas league all-star team we'd be sending with only 10 teams in the league we'd be sending four or five guys yeah. you know so they got rid of that i don't know if it'll come back or if we do a double a all-star game mm -hmm. um i think at some point they will probably bring it back but right. i think at this moment i don't think there's a whole lot of people fighting for it but we'll see yeah and so in the but the futures game like you said that's that's single a double a triple a yep. that's that's basically the organization i would expect them to be sending up their their they prospects up, they send up their elite guy right. and david festa's our number one pitching prospect at for the wind surge and obviously the fact that they selected him means he's really moved up as maybe one of the best pitching prospects in the twins organization it's a huge thing yeah you know it's a huge feather in your cap 
cap to be named to the futures game. Yeah, and it's awesome for David, who's undergone some, who's had some injuries. He's been uh, limited a little bit this year. Some of his starts have only been three or four innings because you know they're they're trying to work. You know what I mean? It's trying to get him through some stuff, getting him built up. Yeah. So, but it's great, and he'll probably pitch an inning at the futures game, and I'm sure he's going to be so excited to have that experience. Yeah, and you wanted to highlight some new pitchers as well. I mean, I know especially in the first the first half of the season, that's probably where, in my opinion, that the Windsor's probably struggled a lot. Pitching is, you know, so we're second in the league in hitting yeah. in the entire Texas League, which is something we haven't done in the three years. You know, right. the, free, the prior two years, we've been pitching strong and hitting about average, right. about fifth in the league or whatever. This year, we're second in the league in hitting, so we're getting a lot of runs. We're getting a lot of guys on base. But we are ninth in the league in pitching, yeah. and that's where, and especially starting pitching. Yeah, um, we've really struggled in that department. Uh, starting pitching has come on a little bit lately. Yeah, um, against Northwest Arkansas, I don't know if it's because of who we're playing or if they're just doing better. Yeah, but uh, it's a good start, and hopefully it continues. And Pearson Ole joined the club from Cedar Rapids. If you look at the lineup, essentially our starting lineup is the same as last as um, opening day. Yeah, the nine position players. Uh, a little bit, you know, but um, our pitching staff has changed a lot, especially in the yeah. bullpen. Yeah. A lot of new faces. And you probably should. I mean, at this yeah. point in time, and I think it's going to, like we were just saying, it's probably going to be some new faces coming in, I would expect. Um, and, and you don't really know, but that is at least whenever I'm at the game and I'm, I'm seeing what I'm seeing, I'd say that's probably the the area that we as as a team uh struggle the most we have and it'll be interesting to see how it plays out twins are in first place we talked about that yeah they're going to trade some players away yeah um i don't know if it'll impact us initially um looking back 11 months ago to mm-hmm. last year's trade deadline we did lose christian Encarnacion strand we yep. had lost steer who had just who wasn't with us anymore he had just gone to triple a yeah. shortly before that but Three of the pitchers that were in Cedar Rapids that got traded at the deadline last year, we were all like, well, that's not our guys, whatever. They would have all been with us now. Yeah, exactly. So last year's trade deadline is impacting the 2023 Wichita wind surge because they traded away young arms. In fact, that's like three-fifths of our starting rotation got traded. So we'll see how it happens this year. But I have a feeling that there'll be some of those guys traded again. Absolutely. You know, to help the big league club. And we'll see. I know the. The Twins will be making some moves and yeah. trying to push their way to the postseason, something they haven't done in a couple of years. Yeah. So I do want to uh, give you congratulations. I uh, I heard a, the, one of your calls um, <laughs> actually decided to go viral on social media here not too long ago. I was actually at the game. Right. And I saw it happen. And initially, it was actually kind of fun. And my wife was there with me, and she doesn't, you know, she loves baseball, but she doesn't know exactly what's happening. Sure. And so I see it happen, and, and it was a situation to where you ended up having a, a, a hitter that ended up getting it in a rundown in between first base and home plate. Which usually doesn't happen. That doesn't You not- get rundowns between all the other bases, but <laughs> you can't go back to home plate. Like, you know, exactly. I mean, if you get a rundown between first and second, you can, if you get to first safely, you're safe. Right. You can't get to home plate safely. No. <laughs> and as soon no. as you step on home plate, you're automatically out. Been the but only Javi Baez did that a few years I was ago in a game. To say, the, that's the worst 
I think actual baseball play that has ever happened in all of baseball. In the my, hobby, uh, yes, that the the as a Pirates fan, it was bad. It's bad <laughs> because technically, like the play that happened the other day, you know, um, Robbie Tenerowitz got in a rundown between home and first, and Seth Gray came after him and eventually tagged him. Right, but all Seth Gray had to really do was spin and go back to first base and exactly. step on the bag. Right, you know, there was no reason to even chase after him. It's one of those plays you watch, and it's not my. It's 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 definitely not. One one of my favorite calls no. like you know it happens it caught me a little bit off guard like when he started running backwards and then he chest bumped seth gray he shot and he was it, acting like he was shooting a, fr- a, a I jumper said, and, and if you listen to the call i don't even say that he's shooting a basketball shot because yeah. i'm a little thrown off that he does it and and he does the chest bump thing and i was thinking he was just doing like the starting lineup yeah. chest bump yeah you know when you come out for basketball or whatever like that and then after you look at it i completely missed that he actually was shooting yeah i saw it on the replay but i didn't say it initially right. so it's not my proudest call that goes viral yeah especially when you see how many likes it has yes and it's been on so many you know platforms and right. stuff like that i have a lot of people text me or message me saying they, they heard my voice yeah so and what was also really weird about it that you don't know uh the back so tenerowitz um junior severino went hard into second base the day before Oh, and hit the ankles and hit the lower leg of their second baseman. And Tenerowitz mouthed off oh. to Severino. And Severino walked. He he was out at second base, walked to first base, and the benches cleared. Now, there was no punches or anything like that, but it all Ooh. got separated. So that happened the day before. Then you have this where Tenerowitz bumps it. You know, and there's not... You know, since the Buster Posey thing, there's not a lot of contact in baseball. So when that initially happened, I was on guard that something might happen. You know, I think if we had a different first baseman, somebody might have pushed back or something like that. Yeah. The very next day. So this happens. Our players, I don't think we're really, they didn't really like that that happened. I don't, you know what I mean? It's kind of one of those. Or even cared. Or cared, but it's like, and you're not winning. And the next day, Tenerowitz mouthed off again, and the bench is cleared again, and Tenerowitz got ejected from the game. Wow. Um, he's a high-energy guy, <laughs> and I, fans like him. You know, as a broadcaster, you like to watch him, but he can get under people's skin. Sure. And doing show-me stuff, look-at-me type stuff on a baseball diamond, you know, look-at-me type of stuff is not really accepted. No. You know, it's a team game, yeah. and you start doing stuff to, to show you off. So it is kind of funny because you know, looking back on it, because there was some tensions and stuff there yeah. about some of his stuff, but I'm glad it went viral. And it's yeah. it, it's weird because I've had a lot of people ask me like, what uniform? Because we weren't wearing real windsurge no, uniforms that day. No, that was day. the military. That was the military. And people were like, I thought you were red and blue. I've had to answer all types of random <laughs> questions about that call <laughs> and about the game. But um, I'm glad you brought it up because yeah. it's kind of one of those things. It's like, you know, it, it happens. And when you go to the ballpark every day, like we do, yeah. I always tell people I've I've called what? I don't know. 3,000 games or whatever. <laughs> you called too many. Too many. And, and you see something come every night. You see something, not every night, but every two or three days, you see something you might not have ever seen before. Yeah. And him chest bumping and then putting his arms up and egging on the visiting crowd. Yeah. I, I've never seen that before, and I'll probably never see that again. I don't know. You might. <laughs> Baseball's <laughs> getting a little crazy. Baseball I, is getting a little bit crazy. But I think I, I kind of like the way it's going. There's something that's going around on social media a lot, or at least it did for a while, but the like like you were just talking about, the, um, the look at me kind of stuff, yep. it's getting flashy. It is getting flashier. And, and in the... Um, 
you know, when you watch Winter Bowl yeah. down in the Caribbean and stuff like that, there is a lot of there's a lot of it there. Well, yeah, they want to get somebody to notice some of these yeah. guys. And, and but it's becoming like I mean, we knew as we were playing, and I'm sure you did too, but you didn't show up the pitcher. No. And and I mean show up the pitcher if you were hitting or show up the pitcher or if you were on his team in the field. Right. We've talked about it before. Whenever somebody just absolutely crushes one over your head and you're in the outfield, you still do kind of have to turn your back and run to the wall as if you thought it may have a chance. Right. Like it's almost like these pitchers have such fragile feelings that you just don't want, but they're in a whole new mind game all in their own. But whenever you have a, a hitter who who is now bat flipping more often yep. we're seeing that and baseball as a sport is getting kind of flasher i'm one of the people that's actually saying you know it's kind of saving the game a little bit yeah and i think in this day and age of twitter and you know social media yeah. people don't watch the games from start to finish right as much although the ratings are up this year people, yes statistically people are watching the games from start to finish more than they have in recent years because of the game being short shorter yeah but People are, especially the younger generation, mm -hmm. they are putting on their, they are pulling up social media and watching clips. Yes. So when you do do the bat flip or or play like this, yes. those are the ones that go viral. The awesome diving catch doesn't. Oh, You man. know what I mean? Like, it, they do, but it, not to the numbers Correct. that these are. It's when you do something out of the box. So you're absolutely right. And yeah. it, I think it's it's funny, and it, it, it definitely, if it brings a new audience, then that's great. Yeah, yeah, and and I do, and I I still absolutely despise that the game is shorter. <laughs> you, but I understand. I get it. I mean, like I said, and, and Rob Manfred said the other day in an interview that I think this was after the um, Cubs Cardinals over in London. Yeah, that he wants to do more of those events. I know, and he wants to sh in order to do it to accommodate it. That would probably mean making less games in the big leagues. I know. Going from 162 to 154. I hate so that. So you'd have more days off and stuff like that. I despise it. I'm such a I'm such a traditionalist though. That's just me and I get it, but now, it was 154 for the first 50 years of major league baseball or whatever. I know. But um I'm kind of for it because I like as a big baseball fan, mm -hmm. when they do the Field of Dreams game, yes. I made sure to watch. Sure. It was appointment television. I made sure to flip the game on the game in England right. last week. It was a Cubs-Cardinals game. You know me. I'm, I I might not have watched it otherwise. Yeah. A regular Cubs-Cardinals game, it depends. Depends yeah. on the time of day or whatever. Sure. If I what the TV records are. What the records are. Like certainly in October I watch it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But... um. And, they, and they're doing the game in, in Birmingham next year, the Rickwood Classic. Yeah. Um, and I like these one-off, you know, showcase games where they sure. do it in a weird place or, or something like that. Oh, yeah. So I think more of that is good. You can't go overboard. Like, the NHL's onto a good thing with the outdoor hockey games. Yeah. And, but there were a couple years ago, they ended up doing, like, five in one year, and they noticed the ratings weren't as good. So they think they've yeah. scaled it back down to three. You can't do too much. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know how you – I don't know why you necessarily have to cut games to yeah. make that happen but i also don't want the world series to be around thanksgiving either. correct so i'm also very aware yes. that it should be in october it's not in october. november that's exactly right yeah you know that we and don't change it when i referenced a couple minutes ago that i was like i like to watch baseball in october i was not i don't like november exactly <laughs> Uh, it's I, time to move on to football and everything else at that point. I'm just a guy that just doesn't like change, man. That's what I am. I yep. just don't like change. Just leave it alone. Quit touching stuff. Uh, but anyways, we had a really fun thing over the weekend. We, um, as growing up in here in Wichita, uh, raised here my entire life, I was a Wichita Wranglers fan 
True and true. I mean, that's that's the affiliated baseball team that we had, and the coolest thing in the world is the Wichita Wind Surge goes out, and we're the Wranglers. We're the Wranglers night. against the team that was the Wranglers. That's right. Now, none of those players know that. The pitching coach, well, they know, but they, they never were there. Right. The pitching coach for Northwest Arkansas is a former Wrangler. Yes. So I thought that was cool. That's pretty neat. And I even asked him, I was like, you're going to have PTSD looking out there? He's already talked about being in the same spot. Yeah. Even though it's a different ballpark. Yeah. And how the skyline, the skyline is what brings back his Lawrence Dumont memories. But now looking out there and seeing Wrangler's uniforms, he he probably was like, what am I watching? Where am I? They look look good. They looked really good. They looked really good. It was so cool. My favorite part of that game was before the game, I walk around the concourse and see who I can. Because once the game, once you get about 15 minutes before the game, I have to be in the booth and I can't be socializing or anything like that. I saw more Wrangler stuff that day pregame. And a lot of stuff I've never seen. Oh, yeah. And a lot of shirts that might not have been worn in 10 years, 15 years. Like, oh, more. Because you could see the cotton. And there was, you know, that cotton material oh, and yeah. stuff like that. And it was pretty cool to see it. And I, I'm glad everybody enjoyed it. I know our players liked it. Yeah. Um, they like wearing different stuff. Oh, yeah. And accessorizing and stuff like that. So. Yeah. The personalities thing in minor league baseball, I think, is an excellent idea. I think that's awesome. And it's a good thing for the company. It's it's more stuff. It's more stuff. Um, but I, I think that's, that is probably a favorite. And I'm really upset with myself. I wasn't feeling well, very well yesterday, so I didn't get a go. Right. But I put that on my calendar. It was a game that God. And it's I really it's like what to I told go. you when I said a second ago. Like it's good to have these one-off showcase yes. events. That was a one-off showcase event. Yeah. Wrangler night will be back again next year. You darn right, um, it will. And it'll probably be around for a long time. Yes. So And I, I, I hope we play against Northwest Arkansas again, yes. depending on the schedule works out. But I think that's what also made it pretty special. Yeah. That we were playing the Royals affiliate. That who was. The Wranglers. I guess if Amarillo came to town, that's a Padres affiliate. Yeah. Or no, San Antonio's the Padres affiliate. Um, we yeah. were Padres affiliate for a while, too. Mm-hmm. Although, but that's not the lineage of the franchise. But it still would be a neat, you could do oh, it. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, they they did. They look good. The, they look good, and know, I think the, the fans looked great. The fans really awesome. appreciate it. Um, one of the things that I forgot about until Bob Millette pointed out to me, I remembered, and I remember saying it at the press conference when the Wind Surge brand got unveiled in November of 2019. Mm-hmm. The Wind Surge W is a Wranglers is W. Is a Wranglers W. Yes, it's the same font. Yes, and obviously when you look at the Wrangler jerseys yesterday and you see it. You're like, that is the Wind Surge yes, W. Yes. I had forgot that Todd Radom, who designed our logo and our branding, and there's a lot of hidden stories behind oh, yeah. where the W came from. And when you go into the Turbo Tub uniform, there is a ton of, yes. you know, it's not just he drew it up and this is it. There's yes. a lot of backstory. Obviously, the colors, there's a story behind all of it. Yeah. And every logo is that way. But the Wind Surge logo has a lot of little hidden. There's meanings. a lot of levels. Yes. Yeah. And I forgot about that until Bob pointed it out yes, the other day. And I yeah. was like, oh, yeah. And when you see it you're like that is the w yes that's so awesome. it's, it's pretty cool and of course uh, homage to the past oh yeah i love know. it i was great i was good to see them out there uh but now so we are going to be on the road again we're going to go to tulsa tulsa to for the last six before the yep. all-star break take right. a few days off for the break come back and play the cardinals for three and three games at home three games at home that's we open the season in springfield yep in a three-game series so that's how the schedule if you want to know the construction of the of the schedule <laughs> yeah that's why that is there the other part of the construction of the schedule is the reason why you everybody wants to be home on the fourth of july for fireworks right not every you can't have every team at home mm-hmm. um so 
half the league is home on the third, which is kind of the fourth. You yeah. can celebrate. And then half the league is on the fourth. So um, we get the third this year, and I'm sure we'll get the fourth next year. It probably flip-flops. But, right. But it'll yeah. be cool. And then so we, we play Springfield at home for three games, just Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, uh, 14th, 15th, and 16th of July. And then we're back on the road. We're yeah. going down to Amarillo. Down there. So, uh, but but don't let that fool you because we have a lot of home games. Yeah, we have another two week stretch coming up after that. So, there's a lot of home baseball and uh, looking forward to it. Team's playing well at the moment and hopefully we can keep it up. Well, thank you very much, Tim. I appreciate it as always. Love doing this episode with you. Try to do them as often as we can, but uh, I know you're busy. I get busy too. The schedule gets kind of hectic, so we can't always do it, but uh, I'm glad. Be patient with us. Yeah, here in the second half with the team being home Correct. more, I think there'll be more. That's what I was just getting ready to say. Now that you're going to be home, yeah. we're going to probably have a lot more episodes coming out. So, guys, if you haven't already, tell your friends. If you like this episode and the banter back and forth between me and Tim, uh, we have a lot of fun on the show, and we like talking baseball. If you do have any questions that you would like to send us, Tim, where would you like them to uh, send their questions to Send us? it to, uh, you know, you could do my Twitter is easy, yeah. Mr. Tim Grubbs. There you go. Or Tim G at windsurge.com if you're an email person. Yeah. Or, um, you know, put it on the Wind Surge Facebook wall or anything like that. Somehow, some way, it'll get to me and we can talk about it. So Absolutely. Well, thank whatever you guys want us to talk about, <laughs> we're here to gab for 25 minutes or yeah, so. That's right. Well, guys, thank you very much. Wind Surge fans, we appreciate all your love and support. Uh, make sure you get yourself out to Riverfront Stadium again this uh, coming uh, game series that we have in, against Springfield and keep an eye on the schedule for the rest of the other activities we have for the rest of the season. Guys, thank you so much. We sincerely do appreciate it. And as always, Surge up! Swing, bada bada swing. Swing, bada bada swing, bada bada swing, bada bada swing.